You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Broadcast from the studios inside the Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Yes, the Classic Auto Mall is a real mall. Just one hour west of Philadelphia at Pennsylvania Turnpike Exit 298. Featuring nearly 1,000 classic, vintage, and barn find vehicles for sale under one climate-controlled roof. Now, here's your host, Classic Auto Mall President and the man with all the toys, Stuart Howden. Well, here we are once again. Maybe it's me. It's my volume. Did you, <laughs> you fall know, asleep if, there? If, if, if the technical difficulty <laughs> falls on me, then it's really not a technical difficulty. It's an untechnical difficulty. All right, let's let's just restart it. I'll edit no, it. No, we'll, no, 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 no. We're all good. Show number 119. So we don't have this down pat yet, as you can very well tell. And it usually falls on my shoulders and why it's not. It's an administrative problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's an upper-level management issue that will be worked out in, uh, it will. during the uh, I don't know, next meeting. Next, the next uh, board meeting that we have. That's right. Which will be never, um, because I can control the meeting, and if I don't want something to change, we just don't have a meeting, and then nothing can change. Right? <laughs> That's what's good about being boss. Yeah, it's good to be king, whatever it pays, as Tom Petty said. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for joining us on our 119th show. Uh, our, our first airing of the show will be on December the 16th of 2023. Uh, so, if, on America's Web Radio, you'll hear it there, and uh, hopefully, all the other uh, outlets that we advertise or. or Promote the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Index, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, which is really, really cool. Um, we've got uh, Deezer, which I have no idea what that is, Listen Notes, Google Assistant, Player FM, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, TuneIn plus Alexa. Wow. So there's all of our different areas. We should also do the same thing when we talk about where we advertise all of our cars on all the different websites that we do. We could run down that it's list. It's a great idea. Because I like long list of things. That's a good idea. You know what? <laughs> Which is a nice segue to... Where cars went this year, this week. <laughs> Why? At least it's not three weeks worth like it was last week that we did. That became quite a uh, And these a are task. cars that are have been sh- shipped and... St- they're sold. Signed, sold, sold, sealed, delivered, sold, sold, done, sold, done deal. sold, sold. Not just yeah. deposit, but Not just deal. deposit. So where did they go this past week? How about Joppa, Maryland? How about Gettysburg, Pennsylvania? Williamsville, New York. Mannheim, Pennsylvania. New York, New York. Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah. Reading, Pennsylvania. Chester Springs, Pennsylvania. Sussex, Wisconsin. Virginia Beach, Virginia. Chester, New Jersey. Port, Port Royal, South Carolina. Willis, Texas. North Richland Hills, Texas. Lincoln University, Pennsylvania. Didn't know that existed. Conshohocken, Pennsylvania. Harrington, Delaware. Milford, Delaware. Joplin, Missouri. Bardstown, Kentucky. Diamond Bar, California. How many is that? What, like 12, 12? states. 12 wow. states. Yeah, 12 states. Including Asbury Park. Yeah, which is a cool place. Home of Bruce Springsteen. Well, yeah. home of Bruce Springsteen's. Yeah, career really he doesn't really live there. He lives in Colts Neck, New Jersey. For those well, of don't them. give his exact address. <laughs> you can't miss it. It's the big, big yeah, farmhouse. It's the big house, <laughs> thirty-eight Boss Road. Yeah. yeah, it's the big house. So you just have to look for the biggest house that's you can right. find, and that's that right. will be his house. Long driveway. Yeah, that's the problem with being a rich guy. You can get on Google Earth, and you can find a big house, and you know it's either a rich guy or a famous guy or a 
you know, some athlete or musician or whatever. Yeah, Kenny Rogers, when I lived in California, Kenny Rogers had like the biggest house on mm-hmm. top of a mulhole in there. Right. And you could see it from a mile away. Right. That, that's Kenny Rogers' house. You know, what's amazing, though, is, you know, to be famous in this day and age, we talk about this often, is that everybody knows everything about you. They know what you drive. They know what you, where you live. They know... What you make, yeah, what you make, and and you know they know everything. I don't know that it would be as fun to be famous today as it would have been back in the fifties or sixties, and even then, I'm sure there was a lot of there was a lot of things that you gave up. I mean, fame is not what all it's cracked up to be. I can I can attest to that. My famousness of this podcast, you know. Oh, I was thought you were going (laughs) to go back to Mel Tillis, (laughs) talk about Mel. No, we could talk about Mel, but. (laughs) But it's me, you know. Now I'm the famous. Yeah, guy, no. You know? Hear people hear your voice, and it's like yeah, I, 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 know I know you. Guy. I know where you live. I but know where you work. Yeah, I know. Where, I know who you are. I know where you live. I, no. Um, and so I used to be introduced as Mel Tillis' son-in-law. Then I was Marshall's <laughs> dad because my son is now, you know, Alderman in Branson, so everybody knows Marshall. And so <laughs> now I'm went from Mel Tillis' son-in-law to Marshall's dad. To, now you're the guy on the podcast. So name, right on. Is your name Steve? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you found your own idea. Yeah, finally, after 61, <laughs> almost 62 years, right? <laughs> anyway, thanks to, to the Pat Travers Band, as always. And uh, don't forget, if you want to hear more information about what we do and check us out, newsletter. Uh, uh, I always want to say newsletter.com, but that wouldn't be our website. No. It's classicautomall.com. And then you click on the newsletter and you fill in your name and, and email address. And then we send you once a month, maybe possibly two, mm-hmm. um, depending on if we have something else going on or an auction or something special to announce. Right. Otherwise, we send you one a month. And it's, it. and it's pretty entertaining. You know, we have the a joke of the week and we have the picture of the week and they're usually funny mm-hmm. and uh, a little short letter from me uh, <laughs> telling you all the good stuff. I don't it's know. good <laughs> when the joke is usually funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those unfunny jokes are just, you know, they yeah. they don't get much traction. You know, when they used to have the comics in the, in the newspaper, there were so many of them that you would look at and go, that's not funny. Uh, not funny. Not funny. Marmaduke yeah. was always funny, though. Yeah. Yeah. And Family Circle. Yes. Yeah. And and they're still there. They still have comments Yes, they do. There. We still see that uh, from time to time. And, Stuart, if someone wants to contact the podcast mm-hmm. and, and maybe uh, correct <laughs> us on something or ask a question, where what would they do? Podcast at ClassicAutomall.com. Beauty. Although I haven't checked that in about a month. There's oh. probably 900. Even, no, That'd really. be good. I should probably check that. Yeah. I think I should make a note to mm-hmm. check that. Yeah, sure or the... Me, I haven't won a million dollars and nobody's told me. Or delegate? Yeah, delegate. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, you, there go. you go. Might have to do that as well, too. Yeah. I probably got that Nigerian guy who's giving away all the money and I've missed it because, yeah. the, you know, he's gone and come, come and gone. <laughs> <laughs> I always jokingly say it's going to be funny one day. The guy was like, man, I tried for years to give away <laughs> millions of dollars and nobody would respond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, don't respond to those. How many cars in inventory you say? 1,094. Wow. wow. Yep. We I tell people so, almost eleven hundred. We are well. Then <laughs> that's like a funny joke, right? <laughs> almost eleven hundred. Boy, that's good, Steve. It's well, no, good. It's good math on your that's part. Right. You know, math thousand, major. Thousand ninety-four. That's well, almost good. Yeah. Almost eleven. About eleven hundred. Close to fifteen hundred. And what was the coincidence you mentioned about a Grand Prix? Oh, uh, uh, oh. Well, somebody um, commented on a TikTok. I forget which post it was. Doesn't oh, matter which post. And they said, "Hey, you know, uh, do you guys have any seventy-seven Pontiac Grand Prix there?" Oh, and I said, "No." At the time, it was no. And two days later, there's one that shows up. So. <laughs> just got I just saw it today. Yeah. I had one of those, and it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's they're, nice. They're high, actually highly desirable, aren't they? I mean, yeah. They sell those pretty Oh, good. They, they don't last very long at all. I had bought one not too long That's ago. Right. And that uh, Ember Glow, or what was the, it was Fire Mist or Ember Glow, or one of those unusual dark red colors. Yeah. And 
it didn't last long at all. And I mean, it, it immediately had activity on it. And it's funny. There are, we can't predict everything, but mm-hmm. there are certain cars that come in here and we know it's going to be like that, that Ferrari replica, the, uh, the Alfa Romeo. The 250 uh, uh, replica. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was, uh, was it an Alfa Romeo? Yeah. Alfa Romeo yeah. based, right? Uh, no, 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 no. It was not an Alfa Romeo. It was from last week. <laughs> Come on, boys. Do get out. Let's go. Take off the gloves. Austin, Austin, Austin Healy. Was it Austin Healy? Yeah. 106 is what it was. It was based on, and this guy spent a, almost a lifetime of putting this car together. And, and it was one of those, it's a Ferrari Testarossa replica. To some degree, it doesn't look exactly like it, but it's just an homage, if mm-hmm. you will, to the Testarossa in the 50s. And it's beautifully done, and the guy, like, hand-did it, and it was just amazingly well done. And it was one of those ones that came in, and we said, that's going to sell quickly. Right. And it did. And we took a deposit on it within about the first three days. And literally for the next week while the guy was, you know, doing his mm-hmm. transferring funds, whatever people do when they buy something and have to get money from one account to the other, we must have had. 15 or 20 different offers on that car, all within a range, that, uh, an acceptable range. Amazing. <clears throat> yeah. So. It's a very, I mean, we don't get cars like that no. quality, but no. we have a ton. I mean, it's a special car. There's not, it's a one-off, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a one-off. Yeah. So you probably could only get one. <laughs> I will say that the, our first major hit on TikTok was way back two years ago on a 77 Grampy. It was dark blue. Right. I had no idea. I mean, I shot it and, and the reaction was crazy. And, and it was then that I knew that that those are special and people really want them. And this one is a base model. It's a bench seat, right. just kind of a plain Jane. So especially if you want to upgrade it or do mm-hmm. a, a, a resto mod yeah. type Modified. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But well, the SJs are popular. Yeah. And you don't want to mess with those generally if they've got no. the 400. Yeah. Right. Right. And the original tranny and all that. But yep. if you've got something that's, uh, you know, the three, well, I don't know. Let's see what, what motor would have been in the base model. 350, I guess yes. it would have been. Yep. And then in later years, a 301, you could, okay. you could get mm-hmm. in the ground. Did they put a 455 in those at any time? Yeah, they yeah. did in 70 and 71, I believe. Maybe even, okay. maybe even further. Yeah, that was the bigger body. Yeah. yeah. That was the uh, more square mm-hmm. looking, good looking car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're great. Always cars. good looking cars. I mean, I, they were class. They were, you know, I always liked Trans Ams when I was a kid. The classy kids in the neighborhood liked the Grand Prix. <laughs> and, yeah. And even the Monte Carlos for right. that matter. They were. Performance oriented. They were grand touring cars versus just muscle cars. Of course, I'd argue that mine wasn't really much of a muscle car because it only had 170 horsepower. I, I always automatic. Had, I had the six cylinders. I had a base Firebird 72, an Esprit 74, and a Formula uh, 7. We just Oops, lost. I just bumped myself. I bumped, <laughs> I bumped my button. No, no problem. So, seventy six. Yeah. So we decided to bring back our our uh, our discussion of our weekly discussion of car movies or car related racing car movies. And yeah, Steve was given a little homework last night, and I'm hoping you completed said homework. Did I you? watched many clips of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. But see, I, that's this generation. You've become that's right. You're becoming a millennial in your old age. Well, my wife got this new TV, a right. smart TV or something, uh-huh. and I can't figure it out and it's just crazy but you can't get youtube on the tv right. so i so watch the, a bunch of clips you, in order to have a smart tv you need to be a smart person you, right you need to really have all things stupid <laughs> you need to have a technology degree yeah yeah there are some things that are so complicated anymore for no particular reason right you know i, I mean i could go i got a new electronic device thing uh-huh. that, that's <laughs> Complicated, and you can't tell if it's on, and I'm not going to go uh-huh. into what it is because okay. then it will wow. just be. We'll use our imagination. Well, it's not, you know, it's not 
you know, nothing funky. Nothing for love making. <laughs> I can't just, figure out how to turn this on. It's just, it's an electronic device that does something that you could do without an electronic device. It just, it just anyway. complicates things. It's just right. complicates I just want to sit down and watch a football game and it is the most frustrating thing because I have to find you get it. Amazon Prime and you better be on that and you better watch that and it's difficult. I don't know. Knows how to do it. Anyway, the car movie that yes. we're going to discuss this week is Talladega Nights, the, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. Which is starring Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley and your buddy Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, and you really liked in the movie. I understand from your. <laughs> are we going to get into it now? Are we going to get into it now or next segment? Uh, we'll get, get into it next segment because we only got a minute All right. and nine seconds to talk about it. So, hey, let me ask you something. Yes, because I get this question a lot mm-hmm. from people interested in buying. Do we finance? Well, that's an excellent question. In a, in a minute, in yeah. 60 seconds. Well, don't put pressure on me. <laughs> you may not be able to answer that. Try to fill the time. <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. One second. No, we, we do not finance in-house, but we recommend companies that do finance. Uh, and the most popular one that we recommend, because it's the easiest one to deal with so far that we've found, is JJ Best. And they are... They're just very easy to work with. Mm-hmm. We Our clients call them directly. They work with them directly. We don't take paperwork. We don't, you know, fill out credit forms and credit score and do those credit scores and all that. They do all that. So the nice thing about it is, is it lets them do what they're good at and lets us do what we're good at. And what we're good at is selling the cars and promoting them and mm-hmm. presenting them and all that. And they're better at the financing and all that kind of stuff. So if you get a chance, jjbest.com. And we'll tell you that if you call us. And there's other companies that we use as well, too. We just happen to have a really good working relationship with JJ Best. Okay. And, and our clients are really comfortable with them. So when we return, we'll get into the uh, ballad of Ricky Bobby uh, on the Classic Auto Mall podcast. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. It's all about cars and car people on the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Listen to new shows every week on americaswebradio.com at 9 a.m. Eastern. After that, episodes are available there and on podcast providers such as Spotify and Google Play. Each week, Classic Auto Mall president Stuart Howden serves as your podcast host and interviews personalities from every aspect of the automotive world collectors, photographers, classic car dealers, and everyone in between. You don't want to miss an episode of the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Uh, I'd forgotten about that scene. See, I haven't seen the movie in a while. That is, for those of you uh, who do not know, that's a line from Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, the movie we are featuring this week, the car automotive-themed racing at all movie. Um and I was asking Steve before we went to break, did he do his homework and he watched the movie and he watched bits and pieces of it because he's become this MTV generation, <laughs> which is dates me so much when I say MTV generation, because people go, I don't know what that means. What's MTV? Know what talking right. But it was funny. Remember when MTV first came out? It oh, was man. that it breakaway. Was it. it was that so was cool. It. I, wa- I think literally we knew that it was coming out and some people that lived in another neighborhood 
in another cable zone or whatever it was back yeah. in the day, uh, we're going to get it. And we weren't. And the cable boxes then had a long cord and a brown box hmm. that sat right in front of you. And the cord went all the way to the TV. And you push those buttons that if you push a button, the other one comes up, you know, those type oh, of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So there's like 20 buttons. And you push one down and you're watching that one. If you push the other one, that one pops up huh. and this one comes down. So uh, Yeah, no, I, I also went over a neighbor's house. To, we went to a neighbor's yeah, house. Yeah. And they lived more out in the country, but apparently they had MTV first. And this was 1981. 81. Okay. And uh, so we went there. I think we watched this daggum thing for like the whole weekend. <laughs> I think we stayed there. We ate in front of it. We watched it. Because a lot of these bands that we had never, that we had heard of and listened to, we may not have seen them in, in concert because we lived in Knoxville, Tennessee. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like we got every band. We got the bigger bands. We got Bob Seger and we got Van Halen and we got Aerosmith and those guys. But there was bands that you'd heard about right. that you never got to see. All of a sudden in MTV, they're in your living room. And of course that was akin to Don Kirshner's rock concert back in the day That's and right. the midnight special back in the day totally. before that yeah. and, and all the bands that you'd, you'd never seen. It was just always cool because it, during that time in 1981, there wasn't a lot of outlets to see things like on the internet. So you weren't, it's like the new cars when they came out. You had no way to see them until they actually came to the dealer showroom. Yeah. Or, or the a, newspaper. Or an auto show. Or an auto show. Yeah. Uh, like we talked about with our, mm-hmm. uh, uh, buddy, uh, Ke- Kevin Mazzacola. Where we week. will be in January. That's exactly live right. Live broadcast. Live broadcast. We're going to really try to do one of those live broadcast Ooh, things. Scary. <laughs> Very I'm nervous scary. about it already. already. I'm, but anyway, um, so. Uh, January 17th. Let's mention that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'd forgotten that date. So Steve, in fact, did complete his homework. But he did it with the cheat sheet, almost like what was the book that we used to get? The uh, cheat? Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. You did Cliff, I did Notes, Cliff version. Notes version, yeah. So you just went on YouTube and watched all the highlights of the movie. You yeah. Didn't have, you know, you got to sit through the downtimes too in order to really appreciate a movie. And maybe that's your problem with movies yeah. because you're not a movie guy. <laughs> as I'm lecturing I just, you, I, have, I think I have ADD because it's hard for me to sit for for two hours. And... But I think we have self induced ADD, I, myself included. Like okay. like we want it to be just yeah, that. That's you true. know, we don't want we don't have time for all that. Now, as, I look, as I look back on my elementary school, uh, what do you call it, report card? Yeah. I pretty much. I was Attention un, un, span deficit. Undiagnosed whatever. ADD back then. They didn't know what it was they called didn't. back they, in the they old actually days. Didn't. They didn't call it ADD. They called it he was had something he, wrong with He's it. not paying attention. He's not paying attention. That's right. The boy needs to be slapped upside the head with a ruler. Or something. Principal's office. Can you spank kids in school anymore, mm-hmm. I wonder? I, I don't, don't think, think so. I doubt. No way. I highly doubtful. <laughs> or even grab their arm and like sit down. No, and, you can't no. even hug kids anymore. Oh, so, right, please, right. Please, let's not go there. So I had a coach one time, the volleyball, not the volleyball coach, the basketball coach, Coach Bretherton at Bearden Junior High School. And he said, I'm not going to tell you guys one time, uh, another time, do not pick up those basketballs. So the minute he turned his back, I went over and picked up a basketball, and he saw me, and he ran at me, uh-huh. and in full throttle, with a paddle, a big old paddle, up against my rear end, really? and sent me flying into the stands. That's not cool, wow. actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, no, nor did I think so That's at the time, either. Right? That's crossing a line. Crossing a line. I, I, spent, I spent the night at my sixth grade. I was in teacher's pet in sixth grade. Right. Miss Packer. Right. For those of you in Northeast Philly. And I... uh Spent the night at her house several times because we were going to a bird show. Anyway, sure you are. Uh, so wait drove, a minute. She drove an X one nine, by the way, a Fiat X one nine in the mid seventies. So, yeah, the cool. I wanted car. one. Yeah, that's very it. cool. I'm reading so many things in between yeah, the lines. No, sixth grade. Yeah. Were you tall for your age? In no. Sixth grade. I was just a good kid. Yeah. Well. Wait. 
Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, we're going to delve more into this as the, the psychology. I'm going to lay you out on this table, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Anyway, Talladega Nights about a Ricky Bobby, released in 2006. And if you haven't seen it, it is sophomoric humor at best, but it is hilarious. I mean, mm-hmm. the the Ricky Bobby is a NASCAR driver. And the way they pitched this movie to the studio is they said, Will Ferrell as a NASCAR driver. That's all they said, mm-hmm. and that's all they needed to say. <laughs> yeah. Because Will Ferrell at the time had just done old school and – I mean, old school, arguably, comedy is as funny as they get. Is that the one he's a soccer coach? <laughs> is that the one he's a soccer no, coach? No, it's the one he's the, um, he, they have, uh, the, the guy, one of the guys, their buddy goes back to college and they start their own fraternity okay. and Will Ferrell. I, yeah, unsanctioned fraternity. Yeah. yeah. He and goes Will, back as an adult kind of thing. Yeah. Well, they all go back. They're all adults okay. and they're, you know, but they're hitting on the young That's girls funny. and yeah. <laughs> Seems appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a hilarious movie. So at that time, I mean, all hey, you had to just, say was one line about Will Ferrell to, to say that, oh, he's, we're in, you know, we'll, he, listen, he, aside from his political and social views, mm-hmm. which are wackadoodle. Sure. He's one of the funniest actors. Oh, no pure, question. Maybe about the it. funniest currently. Yeah, yeah. And just and he was just off of SNL at the time too. Yeah. So I mean, right, he right. was really riding away Hilarious. when Talladega Nights came. And of course, NASCAR was a little bit, I don't know, suspect of it because uh, Days of Thunder, which we'll discuss at a later date, uh, didn't uh, didn't settle well with everybody in NASCAR. And, really? And, yeah, there was some blowback from it, and maybe some stuff that was not. You but know, they were okay accurate. with the uh, the kiss at the end of. Well, uh, <laughs> This movie, you are really harping on that. <laughs> well, you got, so it was uh, unexpected. I didn't yeah. I remember that from originally watching. It. You never originally watched it. Maybe the problem. Yeah, probably. You said you did. I didn't get to the end of it. Yeah, you didn't get to the end of anything. <laughs> You're one of those guys that reads like three quarters of a book and puts it aside, and it's done. Never going back to it. Anyway, this thing, the budget to film it was seventy two million dollars. <laughs> wow! And it grossed one hundred sixty three million at the box office. Of course, I'm not sure that those stats are going to hold true anymore. I mean, how are you going to measure the success of a movie right. when people don't go to movie theaters? Well, like I said, I well, was prompted to rent the movie last night. It was right. either three ninety nine, or I could have it for a week for fourteen ninety nine. So they're still making money on it. And it's oh, actually sure. easier. Well, I guess you can't tell how many people watch it at home. Right. But you know that you it got downloaded. At least one person yeah. watched it. But you don't know if there's a group of eight people watching right. the movie, which may be illegal anyway. Aren't you not supposed to yeah, do right. that? Yeah, <laughs> right. Leave the room. I, uh, I think room. only if you charge them to watch it. Well, there you go. That, that <laughs> Can't makes sense. Admission. But uh, anyway, it's a hilarious movie. The The two sons are named Walker and Texas Ranger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and his sponsors were Laughing Clown Beer and then later Wonder Bread. Yeah. Which if you grew up in the South or maybe up yeah. here, too. Oh, they had it here. Wonder Bread. Was, the Midwest. There was, was a great line. Uh, who's the narrator? Not the narrator, but the Mike co- Joy. Yeah, or, Mike Joy. Mike yeah. Joy says, that, that Wonder Bread car is toast. <laughs> <laughs> and they, and, I'd, I'd forgotten that And line. they didn't have a lot of CG still, still then. There was, you know, no. you, the Sparks and things but they wrecked a lot of cars that's probably why that budget was, was up 72 there. million dollars the first weekend it did 44 million wow. it was the number one movie uh released in 2000 or not in 2006 but during that weekend <laughs> yeah, and they went well we're halfway home yeah. guys and of course one of their the the lines between uh cal naughton which is john c Riley, who's hilarious was shake and bake and yeah. that was when they did yeah. the slingshot move and 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 i remember one of the scenes in the movie cal was like um, you know, you know, Ricky, it'd be nice if I could come in first and to get the slingshot sometime. And, and Ricky was like, no, Cal, there can only be one number one. And, you know, you're, you're not quite ready for it. And then that splintered their friendship later on in life. Uh-huh. But, uh, but his dad's motto to him when he was a kid was, if you ain't first, you're last. And when finally his estranged father came back into the picture, 
He said to Ricky Bobby, said to him, he said, Dad, he said, I've lived my motto by that saying that you said to me, if you ain't first, you're last. And he says, uh, Ricky, I, I don't, I didn't really mean that. And I was high on drugs when I told you that anyway. <laughs> it's like he lived his whole life. But you know, that was taken from, uh, a Vince Lombardi saying, which was not ain't. It was, if you're not first, you're last, not if you're ain't mm. first, you're last. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and winning isn't everything. It's the only thing was the other thing that Vince Lombardi said, which was. But for Vince Lombardi <laughs> and the Green Bay Packers, there would be another day. John Vicenda just entered the building. <laughs> I love it. Um, and of course, uh, you know, one of the things about these movies that come out like this particular movie is, is that they don't aren't very critically acclaimed. I don't think they're going to win Academy Awards and stuff like that, which is a shame because something that makes you laugh out loud hard is, mm-hmm. you know, ought to get some kind of consideration. And I get it. It's a little sophomoric humor, you know, but right. uh, therapeutic, yeah, but it's very therapeutic <laughs> and it's fun. to It's it's funny when I'll be watching something, a comedian on YouTube or something. And Kathy's over there reading. My wife is over there reading her, her thing. And I start laughing like uh-huh. I can't like I'm laughing so hard. I can't stop <laughs> right. laughing. And she's looking at me like, you are a real loser. <laughs> what are you what laughing wrong at? with you? It's not that funny. Oh, sometimes like, something, something gets you. And Ron White is one of those that'll get yeah. you. I mean, it just tears coming down your bingo, eyes. You're laughing so and, and he's not certainly not any. Uh, he's crude and you know, oh, a yeah. lot of crude stuff. He says it, though, sometimes in a way that you can get away with it more. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? That, yeah, very, yeah, very droll. Yeah, too. that you can kind of get away with it, that if anybody else said it, it would come off. Pretty bad, and and he's self deprecating You know, he make fun of himself, and I, I I love guys that do that, and I think Will Ferrell's like that. And anyway, if you get a chance and you haven't seen it, and you're looking for a good laugh on a Friday night, and you know, for three ninety nine or whatever it costs yeah. to get the movie, and it is car related, and some of the footage of the racing, since you said there's no CG or there's right. a less CG, I mean, uh, some pretty good footage. I'm considering that Ford versus Ferrari was. Lauded, not lauded, but celebrated for its shots, and right? Cinematography. There was some actually good racing shots in this yeah. movie. Well, and so was. I mean, if you look at Grand Prix and Le Mans, uh, Steve McQueen and James right. Garner's right. movies, the uh, racing movies. I mean, they were done before there was mm-hmm. anything. They were strapping cameras on with yep. duct tape. Yes, they were. They were <laughs> to, to do whatever they, they could really to, were. to get the shot. I mean, I remember the first time that you could see an in-car camera on a race car, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, this right. is the coolest thing ever!" I mean, they were. You know, the, the perspective that you never got. Now they have the in-car camera on Formula One where you can see the driver's view and it's got that bar in the center mm-hmm. from the halo thing. And yeah. I mean, man, you think, you know, your, your sight is, you know, it's crazy. this, if you're watching on TV, if you're listening mm-hmm. on podcast, you don't know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the camera. But well, I know where the camera is, <laughs> but they, um, uh, and now Stewart is <laughs> pretending that he has, he's AI taking goggles. a back seat. He's taking a back seat. I bought some AI, VR goggles, goggles. but that's the yeah. whole reason to get back on Facebook, which is yeah. a whole nother long story. But anyway, um, but anyway, if you get a chance, see Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. It's funny. It don't don't take it seriously. If you take it seriously, if you're not into you know two men kissing, you might want to not watch the end. But, uh, <laughs> but Sasha Baron Cohen, who plays Borat, is he's this odd guy. And he's he 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 so like, like an F one driver, isn't he? Yeah, he's a big came, uh, came renowned from France. He's sponsored yeah. by Perrier. <laughs> <laughs> and his his, his uh, husband oh. is the guy from Conan O'Brien, which I found. Oh yeah, yeah, the sidekick. Andy. Andy, 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 Andy Richter. Richter. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. funny. So the 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 Chevelle that Ricky's dad drove. Yes. There's, there's a buddy of mine 
who uh, had a show in Branson, Missouri, and he went to the local restoration guy and had him create one Perfect. just oh, like nice. it. And, of course, that was modeled after Smokey Unix 67 in Chevelle that got banned from Daytona. He brought it to Daytona. Uh, Big Bill France mm-hmm. uh, told him that no problem, we'll pass the car. It got there. They said you can't have a manu- you know a, a made up frame. You have to have the manufacturer's frame. Well, I mean, you can't change a frame in any period of time right. before a race on Friday and your race on Sunday. So it got into a big thing, and Smokey Unic actually threw a big wrench at Bill <laughs> France. <laughs> really? And then Bill France sent him a check for $1,500, apologizing. And, you but know, that livery, that sort of black it and gold. It was black with a gold top, but it was a, a different body style, 66, 67. Yeah, that's right. Not the 70, right. or 69 was the one in the movies. So. Similar scene in uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, exactly. Throwing the wrench. Exactly. So anyway, when we return, we'll talk about some of the new inventory coming in uh, to the Classic Auto Mall and where we got to 1,094 cars. We'll talk to you in a couple minutes. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studios in beautiful downtown Morgantown, Pennsylvania, home of the Hollywood Casino. Home of Classic Auto Mall. And some great uh, thrift shops. So if you're into... Fantastic thrift shops. Really shop. good stuff. People used to come here, apparently, uh, who told us that? The yeah. producer, what's his name? Um, cool. Obi O'Brien. <laughs> Thank you. Obi <laughs> O'Brien. to be here for you. Said he used to come here before all this uh-huh. was here. He used to come here just to thrift. And we, there's still some remnant thrift shops here that are great. We've been here for six years, and my daughter showed up last year, and we went to one of these thrift shops, and we were blown away. And not because... You know, most thrift shops you go into have stuff that looks like it was made mm-hmm. for a thrift shop, like right. Coca-Cola collectibles. Mm-hmm. And this had this oddball stuff that you just find in grandma's basement. Yeah. It was just weird. Lots of car crazy. stuff, too. Lots of car stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one more thing about the movie. Um, uh, their fancy Sunday go-to-eating dinner was Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I watched another great movie last night while you were watching The Ballad of Ricky yes. Bobby. I watched Almost Famous. <laughs> Crickets. So, rock and roll. It's a rock and roll. You're, you're very, very good. And it's, uh, uh, what's his name? Yes. He's yes. the Cameron. guy from Boston. No. Cam- no. 
the guy Kirk Cameron? <laughs> no, Cameron. The movie is about Cameron Crowe, oh. uh, the guy who wrote for Rolling Stone magazine back in the day. He was married to, That's to right. uh, uh, Nancy Wilson. He was a kid and he, he, he 15 years old yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. wanted to be a reporter and he was befriended by the guy who ran Cream, to see that. Cream magazine, Lester Bangs. And, <laughs> okay. And uh, it's a whole rock scene and it's really, uh, there's a, there's a scene in there that will, Bring tears to your eye almost every time. You All right. It, so. And I won't tell you that until after you see it, and then you have to pick which one it was. And if you get it wrong, <laughs> we're going to have to part ways, Steve. Yeah. And for our listeners in small towns, sometimes an Applebee's is the big restaurant. Like, <laughs> really, around here, it's, it's the Hollywood Casino is the fanciest place to eat. If we know? had an Applebee's across the street, I'd be there three nights a week. Yeah. And I'm not making fun of Applebee's. It's just funny because Applebee's is kind of on the less expensive side of the Fern Bar, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, fern Bar is just a thing that they had when you went from a McDonald's to a mm-hmm. sit-down place and they put a bunch of plants inside oh, of it right. and it became i mean it's still fast food i mean applebee's used to be that everything that they served came prepackaged, and you either dumped it in a pot or really? you put it in a microwave and oh. it was always portioned and packaged and it was exactly the same so consistency woo-hoo, yeah uh quality mm-hmm. you know right. mm-hmm. so but i can remember when olive garden first came out it was awful it was, I couldn't hardly eat there. And, really? And it's gotten pretty good. Well, there, and it is. And not a good, bad. And a, and a good value. And it's an excellent value. And you get all the soup and yeah, breadstick. Breadstick and stand. I'm going to have to do a uh, food show. Yeah. <laughs> going to have to do their uh, sausage soup. It's, uh, I, uh, I think there's a market here if somebody wants to open a restaurant. Oh, I think sure. Morgantown is ripe for a, a decent T- restaurant. How about a TGI Fridays even? Yeah, or something like right. that. Or you the know, Buffalo Wings. Yeah, or, Buffalo or, Wild Wings or you. something. The classic Auto Mall Cafe. Do I have to fill in all the gaps for you? I know. Adderall, Adderall hasn't hit yet. <laughs> I know. Aren't you supposed to not be driving when you take that stuff? So, yeah, anyway. and you mentioned all ca- old cable too. In, uh, in 1972, I worked in a small town in Michigan that had cable TV, right? Uh, because those were really the early. areas that you didn't get to. The big cities had, you know, maybe. More than three channels. You know, they had maybe five or six. Oh, yeah, which yeah. was a lot. We grew up with yeah. three. And I just saw yesterday advertising, like, Sharper Image Catalog, which still comes to my house for some god mm-hmm. reason. I haven't bought anything from there in years. Mm-hmm. A, a, an antenna that will pick up local broadcast stations like mm-hmm. the old days. Oh, really? But you set it on top of your oh, TV. Oh, we still right. have them. I have them in my house. for you know, We have an autistic, uh, my wife's autistic right. sister. Right. And all she likes to watch is Channel 6, ABC. Right. So that's, so I just put it up in the towers or line of sight, and it just comes right in. Rabbit ears. We had rabbit ears. Yeah, we had yeah. back in the day. Aluminum foil on them if you couldn't get a signal, right? <laughs> right. Sometimes you even had to cross them. Yeah, to, yeah. To, <laughs> extra hang. And a secret: if you're near the tower, yeah, paperclip back in the cable TV thing. Uh, paperclip makes a good antenna. Uh, that might be cheating. So let's just make sure that it's those of cheap. you who try this, it's not recommended by Classic Auto Mall. That's right. It's not a lot, lot, of, to lot buy. of ports in new TVs. A lot of, lot of <laughs> yeah. Don't put it no in co- the wrong port. There's no coaxial anymore. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to put it in the power port. Right. But if it has a coaxial. Well, there you go. Okay. Let's digress away from this. Thank you. Are we talking about um, new inventory? New inventory we oh, are. 1956 Ooh. Buick Roadmaster Riviera four-door hardtop. You seen this car? It's obviously not. Spruce, because your delay and hesitation in responding. It's just 1,100 cars. It's really hard to remember exactly <laughs> if I've seen it or not. I'm sure I've seen a green Buick. Well, here's the problem. Oh, I know exactly which one you're talking yeah, about. You don't know if you've seen something because you may have seen it here. You may have seen it there. Yeah. You may have seen it at the car show. You That's may have right. seen it. It's like, who knows where you saw it? I know I've seen it. I know exactly which car you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. This car is spectacular. It is. It is a near flawless restoration. Really? Uh, power windows and seats, AACA National Senior, uh, the Wonder Bar Radio, Fireball 322 cubic inch V8, and the Dynaflow automatic transmission. Spruce green metallic and foam green over foam green and 
and and just regular green. <laughs> it doesn't say regular green. It just says green. It, and the paint is really nice on this car. I mean, spectacular. Peter writes, there are restorations and then there are restorations. Oh, done, done. Give me uh, yeah. Oh, don't, uh, do I have No, he has uh, a, you have we, it on we the, we could uh, do echo, uh, but uh, let's don't. Yeah. Um, number 16 on there. This thing is, I mean, I love Peter says, with nary a flaw to be found. Nary, there's a good word for you. I like nary. Um, this thing is, first of all, it's unusual for a four-door car to have this level of restoration done to it. Because in the pecking order, the four-door mm-hmm. is the least valuable in body styles, if you will. Yeah. Now, there's two versions of a four-door, and people don't understand this, just like there's two versions of a two-door. There's a four-door sedan mm-hmm. and a four-door hardtop. Hardtop has no bar in between the front and rear window. So when you open the front and rear windows on both sides of the car, it's like. What is that? B-pillar? No B-pillar? B-pillar. Post. Right. Right. Wide open. Post. Then you've got a two-door coupe. Yep. And a two-door sedan Sedan. because it has, again, the B-pillar there. Yep. And if it doesn't have that, then it's an open. And I got in an argument with guys all the time. We've talked about this. But anyway. Did they make a two-door Roadmaster in the mid-50s, though? I'm not sure. Uh, Probably did. I think they One big, huge door? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> door that weighed nine. Well, they like, are huge. How about the second gen Camaros and Firebirds? Yeah. Those doors were ridiculously heavy. I mean, they were always sagging. You yeah, always had to, when you closed the door in one of those, you generally had to lift up and then push the exactly. door closed because otherwise, if you tried to just close it, it was missing the striker by about a mile. That's right. And so, but this car, I mean, to the level of, of restoration on this car, it was a labor of love. Somebody did it because that was the car that they remembered or they had or grandpa had or whatever it was. You didn't, somebody didn't do it to make a profit. Like you might do an SS 396 Chevelle mm-hmm. and you might find one in barn fine condition and you restore it and you take it to, you know, one of the big auction houses or you bring it here and you get $180,000 for it. And wow, you made a home run. That wasn't what this was. This is a guy who spent whatever it took to make this the best 56 Buick Roadmaster Riviera. And I would argue that it's probably one of the finest on the planet, if not the finest on the planet. Now, you might find a two-door hardtop that would be better or a convertible uh, that would be better, or I say better, or as in equal condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is this thing is, and, and I've always liked the '56 because the the tail light was more refined than the '55. It had that that '55 had that rounded right. piece on the tail light. This is a nice smooth vertical tail light. Another uh, '50s car that we've just recently gotten in, but you only a one year only body style is a 1958 Chevrolet Impala hardtop. And think about this: Chevrolet went from the '57 Chevy to the '58. Chevy and completely different body mm-hmm. style, and then fifty nine completely new body style. Right. One year, how yeah. how did they justify the tooling and the cost? And I mean, that was something they just didn't do back then. And these fifty eight, I think the fifty eight Impala is arguably one of the coolest fifties car there are. They're yep. just really cool looking. They're called the Sport Coupe and the two door hardtop, beautiful grill. Yeah, this is uh, onyx black over black and turquoise. The AACA Thomas McKean Tour Award. Uh, now, this has got a 350 V8 in it. It's got a replacement mm, motor. The mm-hmm. original motor, something happened to it. Uh, and it's got vintage air, which hard to fault people for putting vintage air in a black two-door hardtop <laughs> car. Uh, it might get a little warm in there. It might. It might. It mightn't, as they like That's to say right. in the South. That's right. Uh, turbo Hydromatic 350. And, uh, man. But it was a huge success, which lends you to wonder why they changed it. It must have been... There was more to the story. We should find out the story of the 58 Impala and really why they did it. And question for the experts, and I'm going to even uh, include Randy in the control room here. Yes. Why are there not a lot of 58 anythings? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. Two reasons know. I've heard. Okay, I'm listening. 
recession year uh-huh. and a very severe winter over much of the country. Could have very and well they rotted out a lot. Not a lot were sold, and what they had rotted out. Right. Well, because the people don't or forget that you can see rust on a brand new car's underside or even the top side because these cars, once they were built at the factory, they didn't have room to park them indoors. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the classic automobile. People didn't have that big garages like that. Well, I'm saying before they were even sold, they went outside. And they might sit outside for six months or a year. And back in the build quality of the late 50s, early 60s, -hmm. that was almost a death knell for those things. And rust rust never sleeps. Yeah, and rust never sleeps, as Neil Young said. Other 50s car we just got in, the 55 Chrysler C300 hardtop, black over beige, rebuilt 300 horsepower, 331 cubic inch Hemi. This car was the hot rod of the day. It was the fastest car of the day. Hmm. Uh, They only made like... 725. They had dual quad. They were a Hemi power. Um, dual quad, if those of you don't, I'm sure most of our listeners know what a dual quad is. If you don't, it's two four-barrel carburetors on one intake manifold. Right. Or a special intake manifold yep. that has room for both. Now, that was, was that important? Sorry about that. <laughs> two <laughs> angels got their wings. Clang, 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 said the trolley. Uh. <laughs> anyway, um, so back in the day, these things, it had 165 mile an hour speed record, not this particular car. I mean, it may have been this particular mm-hmm. car. Um, but, um, the, uh, the writer, uh, a writer said about it, a hard boiled, magnificent piece of semi competition transportation built for the real automotive connoisseur. Hard boiled. That was a description of the <laughs> C300. And, uh, this thing is really, and it's just black and cool. And there's a large paper trail that, it shows the history of the car throughout its life and uh, everything. Does it, it have black imagine. wheels? Is this it, does. Oh, it does. Oh, this yeah. car is tough. It's cool. Yeah. It's just very mean. Now I know which one yeah. you're talking See, about. See, it just takes a little spark to get that little brain going. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I know I can. I know I can. Um, also, uh, another uh, new inventory item, the 1937 Cord Westchester, Tampa Blue Metallic over tan. And it looks like an original Cord, except it's got... Some liberties taken, uh, and it's got a 350 cubic inch crate V8, mm-hmm. uh, which is unusual. Turbo Hydromatic 350 on it, heat and air, uh, and a Mustang two front end. Mm-hmm. And uh, this thing is kind of a homologation, if you will, of the Cord and the Gram. So the Cord uh, was built in the 30s, and then the body and tooling was bought by Gram. And they created the Graham Hollywood, and it had the same kind of co- coffin nose front end as the mm-hmm. Cord. Anyway, yeah. this is kind of a mixture of those two, and it's a beautiful car, and that Tampa color is just spectacular. So you get a chance, all these cars on our website, unless they've sold in the last few minutes. Uh, right, they, right. They hadn't sold as of this morning, but they could have <laughs> sold since we've been on the Absolutely. air. Because they don't alert me of any new sales until after the show. I don't want to be distracted <laughs> from my loyal listeners. Right. <laughs> Right. right. We, we have a little cha-ching sound there. Oh, in case, in yeah, case, I could do that. You should get sales. Well, you know, if it's I have to look for it, it kind of no, loses yeah. You have to memorize it. I know, but I haven't memorized it. Bling, <laughs> cha-ching. Money. Anyway, uh, other inventory in the 1959 Mercedes-Benz Unimog 411. Mm-hmm. This is sap green <laughs> over black. That is the name. Mm. Uh, expertly restored. Six-speed manual tranny. It's basically go anywhere. I think a solid standing vertical brick wall they would climb right it's up. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. so cool. I mean, and the guy really spent a lot of time researching and doing it right, mm-hmm. uh, doing all the things that you would do to make. It's a 1.9 liter inline four diesel, but, I mean, it's got a boatload of torque, mm-hmm. and it'll just climb up just about anything. And then lots of ground clearance. It's just got all the right, checks all the right boxes. Very cool car. For something Truck. like this. And um, it is, um, you know. Got new 
lots and lots of things. And it's got they they did a drive tank train restoration on it. And of course, sometimes that's not as easy as it sounds. You know, rebuilding a motor or machine chopping a motor, mm-hmm. or whatever you do. Sometimes that's a lot of work and a lot of money. Uh, and especially in this day and age, it's like chroming a bumper. It doesn't come cheap. That's so right. Check out the uh, 59 Mercedes-Benz Unimog. And then to round things out of our new inventory, I'll get to it when I come back. We'll uh, <laughs> just notice the time. Yep. So anyway, uh, when we return, uh, we'll finish our new inventory and uh, talk about some other exciting automotive things on the Classic Automotive Podcast. We'll see you in a minute. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Automobile Podcast in the Classic Automobile Studios in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. How about uh, the last of our new inventory for this week? Not the last of, because if we had to go through all of them, we'd be here for 67 years yeah. <laughs> and three days. Um, 1969 Pontiac Firebird Convertible. This thing is yaller. It is yellow. Yeah, yellow. I did a yellow, a yellow series of yellow cars, and that, yeah. was, that was in there. Bright yellow cars. It and is bright, bright yellow. Sure. Four hundred cubic inch V eight turbo hydromatic four hundred wheel wood brakes, vintage air, uh, which you know I like. Listen, I'm, I'm I don't call them much harm and foul on that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that people do it, and this has got suspension and chassis upgrades anyway. Yep, and they only made eleven thousand six hundred forty nine convertible Firebirds in nineteen sixty nine, which sounds like a lot. But back in the day, that wasn't a whole lot of cars. And you figure between attrition and wildfires and hurricanes and tornadoes and floods and crazy kids and and junkyards and cash for clunkers. There's one we haven't talked about. Um, You know, it's amazing that any of these things are still around, Uh, especially, uh, you know, with and and then the build quality Mm -hmm. wasn't as great as it is today. The rust proofing and all that wasn't, you know, they try to sell you that, but I'm not quite sure if they. It really meant anything. No, right. sprayed on, probably did. sprayed salty water on it so it would rust quicker. And then once the a warranty expired, I'm not, you know, I'm not disparaging <laughs> our auto here. dealers yeah. now, right? Um, but I am going to make a note because we can talk about cash for clunkers in one of our future shows because that was an interesting time. And interesting, I don't mean interesting in a good way. I mean yeah. interesting in not a good way. So, so we have several, uh, just because Firebirds don't come up that often, we right. actually have three in inventory right now. Yeah. Of that little, era, the yeah. late, late 60s. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gen 1. Or, 67, 68. Yeah. yeah. First yep. Gen or Gen 1. Yep. Uh, Firebirds were 67, 68, and 69. 69. Yep. And then in 70 and a half, because there was a strike. Okay. Uh, then you got the Camaros and the Firebirds, the rebodied style of those. And, uh, and then that carried through till basically... I don't know, 79 and a 70, mm-hmm. they're the same architecture, right? Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. the body's different, but. 
Trans Am's up to 81, and then they, in yeah. 82, they, they changed, they changed it to the, to the Knight Rider Which was, version. well, and the Camaro was crazy, too. I remember I was living in Los Angeles at the time, and the new Camaro came around, and I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. Scratching my head, if you can <laughs> hear that on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because there's no hair up there. Squeak, 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 There you go. Now you got it. Now I need that kind of squeaky noise That's to right. talk about my hair. So anyway, talking about convertibles and body styles, we were talking about favorite body styles last week, and we were talking about, we've, we've talked in the past about favorite exhaust sounds, favorite shifters. How about favorite body styles? And think about all the different body styles there are. Coupe. And we had just talked about this a minute ago. A coupe, a sport coupe, a drophead coupe, a sedan, two and four door, cabriolet, phaeton, convertible, saloon, shooting brake, targa, roadster, speedster, hardtop, two and four door, Victoria, Landau, Tudor, Porter. Remember from Ford and in, in, yeah. in the days? Yep. Yeah, sedan delivery, pickup, wagon, station wagon, touring, van, retractable, SUV, hatchback, aero coupe, minivan, estate, flower car, hearse, limousine, EV. <laughs> EV is not really a body style. It's a. No. <clears throat> so I'll, we'll scratch off the last one. But how about all those different, and there's probably more. I probably miss. Well, EV is a, is in the sense that the the grills are sealed mostly. Right. There's no exhaust pipe out of them. Sometimes True. there's fake fake valance or whatever <laughs> right, they call it. Right, right. Uh, so what's your favorite body style? Shooting brake. You like the old shooting brake, I like you? Ferrari FF. Yeah. I like, uh, what was that, a clat? That, yeah, the Lotus a clat. I think it was maybe. No, that was, I'm not sure if that was a shooting brake, but they made a shooting brake. Yep. Uh, the, the BMW Rolls had Z3 sh- Coupe yeah. Yeah. is a shooting brake. Yeah. So yeah. I'm attracted to those and, of course, trucks. Well, ed- educate the uh, people who don't know, like me, what is, is shooting what is that? Well, it's a brake that you shoot at. So a shooting brake <laughs> is basically a station wagon, right? Two, two-door station wagon. A two-door station wagon. Like a Nomad. Like a Nomad, almost. Okay. But a Nomad was never referred to as a shooting brake that I know of. Right. Anyway. And they're considered hatchbacks. Like the uh, Gran Turismo, right? The Pan, the uh, Panamera Gran Turismo is right. a shooting brake. Right, I, I'm attracted to those. Yeah, they're cool. I like coupes. I like two door hardtop coupes. Hmm. Uh, my favorite. I always think I like convertibles, but I never put the top down because my hair, my head has no protection, and then I don't wear a hat, and then I'm you know. I, I like convertibles till I bought one. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm, I'm convertible number one and two door coupe number yeah. two. Yeah. So I I love the coupe though. I like the it's a it's a. It's a car that says, don't ride with me, <laughs> unless you're sitting directly beside me, but I don't really want you in the back seat. And we've made the back seat so uncomfortable yes. that you won't want, I mean, if you ever rode in the back of a Camaro or a Trans Am of the day, yeah. or a Porsche 911 or a, a 928, 928 or even the, the Mercedes Coupe, right. there is no leg room. I mean, I'm yeah. not talking about a little bit of leg there's room. No leg I mean, there's no leg room. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> you got to sit crisscross yeah. applesauce. Yeah, that's just an insurance. Uh, maybe that's an insurance term, as a matter of fact. But yeah, they put those little. They had to have a seat in there for insurance. To sure, make it. sure. There's a lot of things that they did on cars that they did because of insurance reasons. They downplayed horsepower figures back in the seventies. That's which, right. Which was difficult for a manufacturer because here you want to sell the guy the highest horsepower car on the planet. Mm-hmm. But if you claim that to be that, then all of a sudden you've got the regulators down your throat and, you know, wondering, you know, how how can you sell a car with 400 horsepower? A lot of cars had way more horsepower than they were advertised as. That's right. Um, I would imagine the SD455 Trans Ams of 73 and 74 were may, way more than 270 horsepower. Got to imagine they were 
400 horsepower. Yeah, 350, 400. Yeah. And then the Z01 Camaros, the aluminum block stuff. I mean, all that was way underrated. I'm sure the Hemi cars were way underrated. Some of the GM stuff was just so it wouldn't overshadow the Corvette, especially in the sort of late 80s. They didn't want the Camaro to have more horsepower than the Corvette. Or the Grand National. I mean, that was part of what Don Yanko did to Camaros and Chevelles and Corvairs back in the day is, he did say, you know what, I am going to put a 427. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to figure out a way around it and do it. And General Motors was like, okay, all right. <laughs> we didn't really want you to do that, but that's okay. So. By the way, that building still exists. Uh, it's really? A, yeah. The I'll Yanko. talk to you after offline about it, but it's out in Cannonsburg, <laughs> so Pennsylvania. you can't hear. <laughs> well, I think we <laughs> no, should no, no. open the classic auto mall <laughs> Yanko Museum out there. I don't know why anybody hasn't done it. Yet. I'm surprised that they haven't. Maybe because yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah. One more educational fact. Yes. Vintage Air. Is that a, a new aftermarket? That's, that's correct. With a very small compressor. It's the name of the uh, company, actually. Yeah, Vintage Air is the name of the company. It is a very small compressor, so it can fit under places that maybe couldn't fit a large, normal-sized compressor. A lot of times, cars didn't have air conditioning, not because the guy was too cheap to order it. It was because it wouldn't fit under the hood, like a 427 Corvette. Mm-hmm. Um, and Well, actually, that wouldn't be correct, because the 435 horse, you couldn't get air, but the 400 horse mm-hmm. in 67, you could get air. So that isn't correct. But, but anyway, nonetheless, they are smaller and therefore can fit in a tighter space and don't have as much drag on the engine. So, you know, a lot of air conditioning systems would overheat engines uh, because it was just that much extra drag on a car. And if you were racing, obviously you didn't want any extra drag on it, so you would never get air conditioning. And probably not power steering or power brakes, because right. they all have belts that connect to the engine that slows the engine down. Would it be vented uh, through the dash yeah. like normal? Yeah. That's not one of those out, down, bottom like uh, a by the hump. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not one of those chrome-looking long uh, Yes, yeah, it's down on the floor. Going. Which were actually the way I think Thunderbirds actually... And Ford's products of the 50s, actually, the way air conditioning came in those. And some Chryslers back in the day had them on the package tray on these little snorkel-looking things, like on a ship. They would come from the trunk. The actual Mm -hmm. air conditioning was from the trunk. Chrysler Imperials or or Imperials weren't actually Chrysler Imperials. They were just Imperials for Mm -hmm. a period, and then there were Chrysler Imperials, and blah, blah, blah. Like a Hyundai Genesis became a Genesis. Something like that, you know. Those Genesis are pretty cool looking. Mm-hmm. The new ones, anyway. I'm in. The, I'm on the hunt for an Equus. You know I'm what that, on you the know hunt. What that is? Hyundai. You tell, yeah, Hyundai. Yeah, and it became the G80, I guess. Or well, it became it became the Genesis, right? The Genesis, I mean, right. Okay. Equus was in between regular Hyundai and Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, that's it was right. Kind of their. It was filler. the pre-Genesis yeah. Genesis, it's like a LaSalle. That's hmm. right, and it was like a luxury car. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Uh, uh, obscure and rare. I had back in the day an yes. interesting car, a Toyota Cressida, okay. which was oh, a yeah. six-cylinder Toyota, which when most of them were four-cylinders, right. they would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had a little bit of go to it. It was uh, kind of underrated. People didn't really realize what it was, but uh, if you were in the know, you were in the know. I also had another underrated car back in the day, a Q45 Infinity, nice. which people thought was a Maxima, Oh, and people didn't really know what it bigger was. Bigger than a Maxima. And, and it was bigger, a lot bigger. They were had, really- had an all lumen 32 valve V8, uh, had like 280 horsepower, which was a lot. And right. I had this in 90, it was a 91. Mm-hmm. And uh, that thing would go. Those I mean, are those in the are day. Great. Yeah, 90, I had a 91 G20. Oh, yeah. Which was yeah. basically a Sentra SER. Yeah. With, but <clears throat> insulated with luxury and leather, and it was much sure. a much better car. I tell you, uh, Infinity, uh, you know, and Lexus came out at the same time, and Lexus marketing campaign was spectacular, and they sold tons of them. Infinity was doing rocks and waterfalls, and people didn't quite get what it was. <laughs> yeah. But if you knew, you knew, and you knew that was the performance car to have, and it had a six disc CD changer mm-hmm. in the console, which was really cool, because <laughs> then you didn't have to change albums for six whole CDs. <laughs> yeah, you know, so uh, and it wasn't in the trunk, so you didn't have That's to. Get right, out and go to the right. back, but uh, cool. I'll never forget that. That was 
pre-divorce uh, credit rating. <laughs> and I walked in there and like in 30 seconds, they're like, you're approved. We've never wow. seen anybody approved that fast. And then maybe two years later, it was like, you'd like to finance a hamburger at McDonald's, sir? I'm not sure that. Uh, you just don't see Q45s on the road anywhere. Anywhere. And you're I amazing. look. I'm looking I for too. J30s too. I like the J30. Acura Legends. Oh, I had the right. last generation or the last version of the first generation, which was the smaller version. Yep. I had an LS gold uh, with a tan interior, sunroof. Yep. And then, of course, the, the legend, the bigger legends came out in, in, uh, probably 90 or 91. Mm-hmm. And they went through about 95 or 96. And they were pretty cool cars. They were. And they were maybe 230 horsepower, mm-hmm. but a legend GS mm-hmm. had a six speed manual yep. back in the day. And that yeah. was a pretty cool car. And then, of course, at the same time in 91 was the NSX Acura and right. the Acura Integra. Those were great little cars, the Integra. Saw John Tesh driving a NSX in LA back in the day. Back in the day. Yep. John Tesh. John Tesh. Entertainment Tonight. And before we leave new inventory, Uh either it's new. We left it a long time ago. Either it's new (laughs) or it got moved. Uh Uh-huh. Mail truck. Oh, the mail oh, truck. The mail truck. Mail truck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that one. I'll I'll make sure to put that on the list. It's, next week. It's, a it's a blown a, mail truck. Yeah. <laughs> in 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 no uncertain terms. It's funny. It says mail delivery or something on the. You know, they can't have the postal logo on uh, it. Sure, but it should be express mail delivery with that engine sticking out of the top. It's yeah, crazy. it's crazy and it's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean to to duplicate it, you would spend a lot more That's money. Right. Of course, I don't know how many people. You know. You talk about a niche thing. I mean, that's something that somebody either worked for the post office and thought it was cool to have or, or you know, there's some connection to it that makes it happen. But you don't have that many people that might have that connection to something <laughs> right, like that. Right. And it's not downplaying the car. As much as it's just, uh, it's just the fact that there's just not that, you know, <laughs> that's right. fighting the butt for that seat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have cars like that that we really just don't, you know, we don't, we can't, it's hard to find the right person for that particular mm-hmm. car, whether it's that one or other stuff that we have. That, that, uh, Ferrari that we have, that it very easily, the Austin Healey Ferrari chassis, uh, that we just sold, that very easily, it's as easily as it was popular. It could have been one of those things that people were like, I don't mm-hmm. really know, you know, that yeah. maybe that's not, you know, do I? I can't go to a, a vintage race with it. I can't maybe go to the Ferrari meet with it because they're not. Well, gonna... it was like the super light that sat here for a yeah. while. I thought for sure that would sell right away. Right away, but it sat for a while. Yeah, it was so cool. The mm-hmm. Cheetah that we LSNG, had. The How about the Cheetah that we never, never ended up selling? Yep. Unfortunately, uh, it was just one of those things. So, yep. I guess you got to just. You know, that's why it's impossible to predict this business. Otherwise, we'd be sitting on a, you know, a beach sipping Mai Tais in uh, Jamaica right now and not be. Instead of downtown Morgantown? Downtown on, Morgantown. Well, on a beautiful sunny day. And I know I'm not supposed to say that because then that dates the we, day. We, we do get sunny days here in we, Morgantown. We do. So you can count. Maybe it's, it happens to be a sunny day the day you're listening. This could be, you could be listening in the year 2100 for all we know. And if the wind is just right, you definitely know you're in an agricultural area. Mm. And, and there's a huge <laughs> landfill on the other side. And especially it. when they're fertilizing the fields. <laughs> right. Is that what well, they're doing? I just Well, I don't know. Well, let's don't get too deep into that. We, we've we already become a music show, a cooking show, <laughs> a, a, a call show. Now we're going to become agriculture. We are all things to all people, well, Stuart. County, we try baby. to be. We try to be in Lancaster County. So anyway, next week, uh, will we have a show next week? What is the date of the next? Yeah, we will. So we'll be back uh, again to uh, <laughs> uh, to talk about more inane things. We'll talk to you next time on the Classic Automall Podcast. <laughs> 
You've been listening to the Classic Auto Mall Podcast with your host, Stuart Howden, executive producer, Steve Safir, produced and engineered by yours truly, J.R. Russ. Thanks for listening and sharing the Classic Auto Mall Podcast, available on ClassicAutoMall.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Music courtesy of the Pat Travers Band, produced by Car Smarts Media, copyright 2023, all rights reserved. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.